Hello everyone, this is The Playground. My name is Julia. Happy Black History Month. For the last week, I wanted to highlight the artists Kehlani, Alicia Keys, and Doja Cat. All amazing artists in their own right. Of course, in the description, I will have a link to a compiled list of anti-racism links. The credit goes to Sarah Sophie Flicker and Alyssa Klein. Thank you so much for taking the time for doing that. As always, check out my Instagram, The Playground Radio Show, where you can send in song requests, questions, topic ideas. It's always very fun to talk to you. I So I want to start off this episode by clarifying a previous statement. The statement being that I do not like to watch stories because I don't need to see what you're doing at all times. I want to refine that statement and explain more in depth about my stance on this because I think I said it bluntly and I think it could be taken in the wrong way. So when I said that statement, I was thinking about how I feel most happy when I am not on social media and engaging with that is social media so for example I feel most at peace when I am in the present moment and that to me means what is around me and being mindful and I in the past and I still do struggled with anxiety and I found that I felt so much better when I was not on my phone and really just being in the present moment. And it takes so much work and practice actually to be mindful and to be present because my default definitely was to engage with social media. And I want to kind of clarify and make it known that like, Of course, I love to stay updated with my friends and to keep in touch with them. But to me, what differentiates keeping in touch with friends versus being locked into social media is on one end of the spectrum, I'm communicating and creating a connection with someone where we're able to share things and build upon that. Whereas the other is more passive, where I'm not making a connection as substantial connection but rather I'm just seeing like a photo or a video and it doesn't like add any substance to my life in fact it could open doors to comparison I think a metaphor that could go along with how I perceive stories and not all stories by the way but I think sometimes stories can kind of be like advertisements it's all show and no tell they're kind of just like a distraction from the main thing. And I think in conclusion, this actually kind of leads into what this week's episode is about, which is self-love. And I think self-love is a really interesting topic because it's not shown in mainstream media that much, especially a healthy form of self-love. I think that sometimes self-love can be misconceptualized as something materialistic. A lot of the times what I'll see is, 
for example, like, oh, I had a bad day, now I need to go DoorDash something. And I think from a day-to-day -day basis, if that's what you need to do, then that's what you need to do. But when I think of self-love in a more long-term sense, I think that it's about habits that will ultimately benefit you in the long run. And sometimes that even means doing things that may not feel great at the moment. For example, I think being healthy, for example, like eating healthy. You may not want to eat those vegetables in the moment, but if you build a habit of eating healthy, it'll become part of your lifestyle. Same with exercise and doing things like that. You may not want to get up and, have, and move your body, but in the long run, it'll make you healthy. And my very rudimentary understanding of what self-love is, is that it's a journey and a process. And to me, it's about being there for yourself and doing what's best for yourself, even if it's difficult in the moment. And what I've come to find out in my experience is that there is a learning curve and you have to learn about yourself to know how to best take care of yourself. For example, my self-love is to not engage with social media as much and it might sound superfluous and silly to some people, but to me that's how I give myself self-love because not engaging on social media is ultimately going to help me find my inner peace and make me happy and healthy mentally. And not everyone's self-love is going to look the same and that's completely okay. And that's really cool because you get to make your own relationship with yourself and you get to learn about yourself and you almost kind of I think it's interesting, like the idea of having a relationship with yourself because it's like you're learning about another person and I sometimes really feel like that. Sometimes I do something and I didn't even know that it would affect me this way, but now I know and I'm able to learn and grow from that. Another huge part of what self-love is to me is self-acceptance. And when I think about self-acceptance, I think back to how in elementary school, show and tell used to be something that was exciting and something that I looked forward to. The whole purpose of show and tell is to reveal something of meaning to you. But I think of how over time, I became nervous to show things that were important to me. Out of fear, I would get ridiculed. And this podcast is something that means a lot to me, not only because I love music and interviewing my friends and because this is such a great creative outlet, but because this process of creating a podcast has made me grow in so many ways. Throughout this journey, I've realized that I want to nurture this creative side to me and I want to be able to be proud of what I've created and what means a lot to me. And... It's interesting because in one of my classes, we were discussing how in society, when a young woman presents an authentic, genuine version of herself, she's a target to immense criticism and judgment. And 
I think that in the past, I didn't exactly know how to verbalize that, but it was a pattern that I saw and it was something I kind of knew in the back of my mind. But I've come to a point where I value my interests more than the possibility of scrutiny. And when I started this, before I started this podcast, actually, I thought a lot about how I wanted to present myself and how, like, what should I do to make this podcast the most socially appropriate? And I think this really goes back to the idea that I don't have control over what people think about me. And all I can do is be myself and what comes naturally to me. And this is definitely a concept that I've touched on numerous times in the previous episodes. And I think it's so cool that I find myself repeating things over and over in each episode because it's made me realize how many things are interconnected and tie in together. I think on one hand, I feel a little bit bad because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so unoriginal. But I feel like when I say the same things over and over again in each episode, I think of how when music artists refer back to previous works, the listener is able to pick up on that and see how the message is associated and correlated to many different aspects of life. And to me, when I, as a listener of music artists, where I've found that progression, I think of it as progress and how the same idea, the same concept can be seen through different lenses and aspects of life. And I think it's so amazing how interconnected everything is because it makes me think of the nebulous vastness that is life and how the interconnectedness just makes life feel a little bit more comprehensible. So with all that being said, I chose the song Born Tired by Janae Aiko. I hope you enjoy the song. I'm sleepy. Backwards, going backwards. Now I'm switching lights, tire marks on my heart. It don't be the same. Uh. Rest your weary heart, dry your teary eyes. I know you was scarred and torn up heart inside. Yeah, I'ma need more. Th- 
right, so that was the song. I wanna, <laughs> before I get into this analysis, I wanna start by saying I am so tired right now. I apologize. I wanna apologize in advance if my analysis is just not popping off. Okay, so this song means so much to me. I first heard this song 2020 when I was not doing so well. And I think this person I knew at the time showed me this song and sent it to me because she knew I wasn't doing well and she knew that the song would resonate with me. And um, the song honestly became like a morning, not even a morning, just like an entire day ritual. I would play the song, I would really listen to the lyrics, let them set in, and it was so meditative for me because I just needed to hear these lyrics. and. Maybe even if I didn't resonate with the entire song at the time, I just had hope that these lyrics would one day make sense to me. And um, the lines, three deep breaths, 10 steps backwards, going backwards, now I'm switching lanes. This makes me think about how nothing is set in stone and how Sometimes when things are seem like a fiasco, you just need to step back, take those three breaths, take a nap, reset. I find that when I am not feeling great, the best thing I can do for myself is to just take a step back and let just sleep, <laughs> just sleep it off and then see where I'm at once I wake up. I think that in my experience when I'm not feeling that great, I get incredibly impulsive and it's I feel like I need to do something right away and that's very it's a very difficult feeling for me to overcome because I'm like frantic in those moments but truly taking a nap taking a step back taking those three deep breaths calling a friend can do such an enormous difference these lines also remind me of how sometimes when you feel like you're going backwards, you can feel like you're failing, that you didn't achieve what you thought you were going to. But life isn't about how things go to plan. It's about going through it and seeing how you're able to deal with it and how you're able to adapt and handle and evolve due to those circumstances. Um... In the past, I used to not be, I used, I was not great at adapting and figuring out what to do under circumstances that have changed. But having gone through situations where I really needed to switch lanes, I needed to change something, I can definitely say that out of practice and time and experience, I am so much better now at being able to figure out situations and that is truly a quality of which I'm proud of. At the time, going through those situations where I was having to figure things out and change up what I thought was going to happen, 
it was so difficult. It made me feel like a failure. I wasn't great at it. But coming from a place now where I look back and I'm like, wow, yeah, that situation really was difficult at the time. But I'm such a better person coming out of that. It's such a fulfilling thing for me to say and to reflect on. I think I also want to add that taking a few steps back is not regression. I think that, if anything, it's just a redirection. And I know that sounds really cliche, but I think the idea of going backwards is very scary because life is always moving forward. Time is always moving forward. And because of that, if you find yourself feeling like you're going backwards, I would just like to think of it as a redirection into a new path. An experience I've had with redirection would be when I wanted to transfer colleges. I think that it could have been interpreted as, oh no, like I committed to a college that I'm that I don't feel like is right for me and now I have to start all over again. But I remember when I was going through this transition, I guess this transfer process, I didn't think of it as a regression. I thought of it as the next step forward. And I'm so glad that I was able to perceive that situation as a stepping stone because I have learned so much and have grown so much by going through this process. And I think that when you go through an experience or you're stepping into a new area of life, thinking about all the opportunities ahead instead of thinking about all the opportunities you're leaving behind, I think that creates a space for you to grow and learn and flourish because if you're constantly thinking about all the things you left behind and you're constantly thinking about what could have, should have, would have been, you're not really going to be taking in all the positives that are coming out of the situation that you are in. And of course, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be feeling emotions of loss because at the end of the day, when you are being redirected, that means a whole new trajectory is out there for you. But I also think that one can feel feelings of loss, but also be present in the reality of what you are in at the moment. I want to give an example of a situation where I had a hard time not accepting my reality and I was very focused on the past and what could have, should have, would have happened. And this experience was with someone who I really cared about and someone who I thought was going to be in my life forever. And when this person suddenly wasn't in my life anymore, I it was very hard for me to let go. And I think in the moment I did perceive losing this person as a setback because we had built so much together and I think to deny myself the feelings of loss would be untruthful 
and dishonest. But looking back on this loss, I can have a clearer understanding that losing this person was a redirection and not a regression because losing this person not only made me learn so much about myself, but it also opened doors to so many other people and meeting new people and learning about people. And all the time I had spent giving to this person, but also thinking about this person was now being redirected to other people and expanding my social circle. And I have met so many wonderful people who are, let's say, a better fit for me than this person. I was also able to use this energy to also focus on people and things that I wasn't giving this energy to. So for example, I started creating deeper relationships with friends who I wasn't giving this energy to. And I think this situation also kind of showed me that not only should I not force something if it's not working, but also that it kind of showed me that the right people will be there for me. And I think that because of the situation, I have grown so close and I've created a stronger bond with friends and people that are in my life because of this situation. And as far, and I would also say that because of this loss, I was able to reinvest some of that energy back into myself and question and be curious about myself, find out what I was interested in, see what type of opportunities were there for me and follow that. And I think that sometimes when you're in a situation, especially, yeah, no, no, no. I would say when you're in a situation where you're very narrow, when you're very focused on one thing, it can be, I I think the term is when you're in a situation where you're almost like tunnel visioned and you're not able to see the things around you, you completely lose perspective. And I think I lost perspective in this experience because I thought that like it was this person or absolutely nothing. When in fact, there are so many people out there. And I know it sounds so cliche to say that. And I also have experience with this in the sense that when somebody says that to you and you haven't experienced other people, it just sounds like terrible advice because you're like, wow, that was like, (laughs) that was so unhelpful. If there are so many other people out there, then why haven't I met them yet? And yes, I would also have to say like, not everyone is going to be for you. In fact, probably the majority of people are not going to be right for you. And that's okay. All the more reason to take all the energy you had on said person or goal or dream and use it to explore other options and I think you would be pleasantly surprised to realize just how many things are out there and 
I would suggest starting with things or people that are already kind of near you, whether it be your friends or a club or a social circle, something that you're interested in maybe. Start with things like that and then work your way out. I think the idea of trying new things and trying new experiences, meeting new people can be daunting. It's scary. You're putting yourself out there. But I think that the risk is low, but the reward is also great. So it's a win-win. And I wanted to end this part of the analysis circling back to self-love and how that means accepting parts of you. I experienced a lot of shame when I felt like I was regressing and not progressing. And it took me a long time and I still think I'm going through the process of just fully accepting what happened. There's this very famous painting called The Death of Socrates. And the whole idea of that painting is Socrates is embracing his death. And the people around him seem worried and scared for him, but Socrates is there to calm everyone and to teach them and to show them that like death is okay. Death is a part of life. And I think that there, like, downsides are a part of life. You can't avoid them. And to not embrace your downsides means you're not really embracing life either. You can't just embrace one side of life. And I think to me that painting, that meaning was so beautiful because I had been trying to almost like erase this part of my experience and my story and I can't do that because it happened and to pretend that it didn't happen is almost like it's almost like that would be working against myself because that situation no matter how difficult it might have been ultimately put me in a position to lead me on this next path. And I just think that learning to accept parts of myself or parts of my story even that I'm not proud of is part of my journey of self-love. And I think that if you haven't seen The Death of Socrates, there is a great YouTube video kind of describing what the painting means and it was such it was so impactful to me to learn about this painting and what it means that it actually became my computer wallpaper for quite some time so whenever I looked at my computer I was able to see like when you're living through life and you want to embrace it you want to live life fully you have to embrace everything and that to me was just so beautiful. The lines, tire marks on my heart, it don't beat the same. I think it pretty much can be interpreted as 
things happen and you're forever changed, whether that be good or bad. I think I can safely say I have been changed because something amazing and wonderful has occurred, but I've also been changed by things that I deem as difficult and challenging. And I feel like the metaphor of like tire marks on my heart, it's almost like a piece of clay or like a piece of artwork, a canvas even. And whatever scars or marks your heart, it makes it completely your own. It's like your own little artwork of life. The lines, I know you are scarred and torn apart inside, darling, so am I. These lines meant so much to me. I think I was able to interpret it in many different ways. First off, it's basically saying like, everyone has been through something and is possibly going through something. And this resonates so much for me because whenever I'm interacting with another person, I'm always very conscientious that something is possibly going on, they've gone through something, and I need to be mindful of that. And I've had experiences where someone was not treating me well, but I would justify that it was okay because they were going through something or they're just treating me like this because they've experienced something. And I've come to the realization that when I interact with someone, I want to be open-minded and understanding. But if someone is not treating you well with the same kind of respect and understanding that you're giving them and you're being hurt by them, you need to just get out of that situation. Because at the end of the day, it's that person's responsibility to figure out their issues and to be better and get better and find a healthy way to overcome whatever they're going through or what they have gone through. It's not your responsibility to justify all their actions and if anything justifying what they're doing is enabling and reinforcing that it's okay to be a hurtful person it's okay to move in a toxic way that hurts other people there's this quote that like it goes hurt people hurt people and that's absolutely true if you don't heal yourself and work on yourself you're going to touch other people's lives in a hurtful way because you're not able to be there for yourself. There's also this line where it's like, if you don't heal your wounds, you're bleeding on other people. And I also agree with that statement. This sentiment also ties back into self-love of if you're in a situation where you're being hurt, you have to make sure that you are okay and put yourself first. And I, I, it could be really, really difficult because you want to be there for people. You want to not let people or things down, but you have to be there for yourself and you can't let yourself down. I think it's really common to grow up with the notion that 
it's the kind thing to put others before you and to think of yourself last. And I even grew up with those values of thinking that the most virtuous thing someone can do is to put others first, think of yourself last, make sure everyone is happy and full. And I think it was definitely something I aspired to be. And I think while that is an admirable thing to do and it's something I still strive to do, I think one is really only able to put others first when they are full in the sense that they are strong enough to be able to put others first. And if you're not fully strong enough or capable, you shouldn't be in a position of putting others before you, if that makes sense. Like, what I'm thinking about right now is when people are climbing, there is a leader, and the leader is in charge of making huge decisions, life-threatening decisions, and the only reason that person is a leader is because they're experienced, and they have knowledge, they're full in that capacity. You wouldn't put someone who is under-experienced as a leader of a full climbing team, and I think that goes with life as well. I think that if you are not strong enough to have others to carry others, you shouldn't be in that position. And I think that part is left out many of the time. The next line, it's been a long night, long life, long time fighting. Let out a long sigh, all right, why am I trying? Cause look how far you've come and look all that you have going. Look who you have become, baby, you gotta keep going. This, to me, was one of the lines that I would listen to and I would just hold on to the hope that one day everything would make sense and I would look back and say, well, you know, not that this situation happened for a reason, but I have grown from this situation. When I was experiencing, like, some challenging circumstances, I just had no perception of any positive outcome that would come out of it. And it was very difficult for me to resonate with these lines. But having time and space from that situation, I can confidently say that, yeah, that moment in time was so difficult. And it really made me question the point of what I'm going through. But now that I'm here and I've progressed, it's all about growth and character development and learning and growing. So I was in this poetry class and someone wrote in their poem this line, and I'm this isn't verbatim, but it was something like, I hope this is just unnecessary I hope this is not just unnecessary pain and that line always stuck with me because it scared me because the idea of just unnecessary pain just seems so terrible really and 
I think that's why I have a tendency to try and reflect and create meaning out of experiences because if everything is just unnecessary and without reason, I feel like everything is for nothing. And I think that what's really great is when you create your own meaning, you're able to shape your life and to see what you value. I also have come to the realization that when you're going through something difficult, you're adding to your empathy tool belt. And I think that it's so eye-opening to move through life with all these lenses of everything you've experienced. I think you're able to see things more clearly when you have another tool on your empathy tool belt. Again, life is all about the progression and sometimes when you're in a situation it doesn't make sense at the time. It really just takes, sometimes it really just takes time and space to make sense of something and to reflect on something. Sometimes you'll go through something and you won't understand it until you go through the next thing and it can feel really difficult at the time. At the end of the day, you have all the power in the world to make meaning out of that situation. Lastly, the line, I'm tired, but I'm fired up. This reminded me of how two things can be true at the same time. And I used to know that two things can be true at the same time, but I didn't understand how two things can be true at the same time. And being more aware of the nuances of life also somehow simplifies life, if that makes sense. And this line also means that like, yes, you're tired, but let's keep going. Yes, you're going through something, let's keep going. Yes, you're whatever it may be, just keep going. So you can get to a place where you feel so proud of what you've gone through, what you've experienced. That is today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye.